Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Whip. I'm Gooey, joined as always by Adriel. How's it going, bud? I'm doing great. Um, having an, an easy day. I'm wearing my Same. Champions Cast shirt or Zelda's. Sorry, when it came out, when the, when I oh got the shirt, my it was gosh. Champions Cast. It's a Zelda cast. Excuse me. <laughs> this is a massive, um, massive error. Yeah, yeah. Quit recording. Got to start over. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I, I think I just need a new shirt so that I can really uh, solidify it as the as Zelda cast when I wear it. You know. <laughs> Well, to paint a picture for everyone else at home, I'm wearing a Spock shirt. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my gooey fame sweatshirt is in the laundry, which I'll do later today. So <laughs> no fear. I'll have that sweatshirt back. Okay, soon. good. That's that's a promise to the listeners at home. <laughs> Adriel will be doing laundry today. <laughs> yeah. and, and this evening I'll be wearing the gooey fame sweatshirt. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Well, so today we are talking about the 2017 picture, The Foreigner, directed by Martin Campbell, who uh, I kind of I kind of forgot what we picked it that, uh, and I forgot uh, back on our No Escape episode that um, this was directed by the same person. Uh, but yeah. here we are. I'm <laughs> I, like, as soon as the movie started, I was like. Oh wait! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't clock that at all. So this will be interesting because let's see, the last the No Escape when we covered him was uh, I don't know if you recall all the like sex comedies that we talked about that he made, <laughs> and then uh, like vaguely. Uh, let's let's recap his career: sex comedies. Then he made some mini series that I've not seen, but. <laughs> in the UK it was critically acclaimed or whatever and he made some made these movies and we got all the way up to we were talking about No Escape which came out pretty much I think it was his last movie before GoldenEye which you know was mm. huge and then as we talked about he also did Casino Royale uh, the Zorro movies <laughs> all this stuff you know made some made some pretty cool movies now we're here in 2017 and this is kind of interesting and he's made some intriguing looking movies after this too so that i want to check out but what's what's interesting about this movie to me is it looked like i think the longest gap in his career i think his last movie was 2011 so like six years but it was yeah it was the green lantern movie which was yeah completely everyone hates that movie um yeah you know it's treated like the biggest piece of shit ever so it's interesting, you know. Now, <laughs> here, this is a, such a different movie than Green Lantern, too. You know, oh, I would have never, ever, ever thought it was the same <laughs> director. Like, yeah, no, I, 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 it seems like he's got like a really. I mean, I can see the vibe. I can see the um, the through line between obviously like Goldeneye and and I can see no escape elements in this, especially, but. Green Lantern, <laughs> yeah, is a, is a departure. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Yeah, uh, you can definitely see. I even saw, you know, Casino Royale. It's kind of, it's kind of slick, gritty. You know, had those kind of vibes. Right. I'll say the vibes. I thought the vibes were pretty cool. I like this, this kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I really liked it. I I really thought that the um, I felt like I trusted. This is not something that I always feel in the movies that we watch. It, Okay, but I really felt like I trusted where the movie was going. I was like, "All right, I can just kick back and watch. I don't <laughs> okay, have to okay. be like, 
where are we going here? Although th- there was also a lot of um, mumbling and wordless moments where you really had to be paying <laughs> strict attention. But anyway. Well, you said like their accents maybe were kind of hard to understand. Uh, yeah. Listen, we'll get into that, I'm sure, uh, uh, in a few okay, minutes. Okay, okay, okay. But um, the vibe of the film um, I really liked. And I really thought that they... They stayed true. There was no like weird shifts, which again often happen. I'm I'm, I'm going to compare this for a moment to Carter, uh, which we also watched, and mm-hmm. that was a movie that um, was so fun to watch, but I did not have the same. Fe- I had a feeling of unease while I was watching Carter. <laughs> okay, where I was like, okay. I don't, I don't know if I trust like who made this to like bring this to a satisfying conclusion. <laughs> um, but in this movie, I was just like, all right, I trust where this is going. I trust. Pierce True. Well, and Jackie, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you see them and you just automatically, I trust it. it exactly. Yeah, I think Carter, too, it's like, it's a bit, like, this is definitely, it's like a thriller. They're kind of both thrillers in a similar way, but that's a little bit more, it's a little bit more out there, I think. And I think the, the ending, they actually have kind of similar tones to the ending, but I feel like in that, mm. it's meant to be a little bit more uh, heady or something, you know, or is this like... It's kind of, the the story, I think like when it's all wrapped up in this movie, it's a little bit more straightforward, you know. Like there's obviously all these twists and turns, but I think you kind of get at the end like, okay, I know where we're at now, <laughs> you know. So maybe well maybe this is a good time to like just um to summarize the plot here so that we okay yeah uh, I, well go, go ahead good luck. no i actually i feel like i got this i turned on i don't know about you i turned on closed captions right away i always have closed captions on in movies when i when i'm at home i'm one of those i usually i usually don't because i get distracted and all i can do is look at the closed captions um and i like kind of miss what's going on on the rest of the screen but (laughs) i i immediately was like what what are they talking about (laughs) and it wasn't and like i watch a lot of movies that are like scottish and like english and irish Mm -hmm. but so it wasn't that i think it was uh it was just it was a really fast paced and uh a lot of kind of cloak and dagger situations where i was very cloak and dagger what did i miss what did i miss you know Um, before before you say the plot i want to say we did we did pick this because we're like, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day or whatever, <laughs> and I suggested it. Um, but you know, I don't know. There's there's obviously like a political element in this movie. I don't know what's going on. I don't know mm-hmm. what to think about yeah. that. So um, you know, we'll we'll talk about that. But I, I'm sorry yeah. if this is a St. Patrick's Day pick offense anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really had to just throw us under the bus. We could have just let that slide. <laughs> no one would have remembered. Um, yeah, no, I, don't, it's, I don't care. It, it definitely is a. Um, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm sorry too. It's um, th- there are a, a ton of um, political like layers to this. A lot, a lot of political layers to this that I um, don't have the historical understanding to i I learned a few things by googling i was like oh interesting (laughs) yeah like i i I have like a serviceable knowledge of like the um ira and the troubles and like uh uh like irish independence and northern northern ireland I, i i like kind of know um and catholic protestant like the very very basics well i also to picked up i was like then i actually didn't know much about the 
whatever's the the group of uh chinese people who came from vietnam that who were like trained by u.s special forces yeah yeah i was like so i i just did a I didn't do deep dive. I was just reading on, you know, Wikipedia or whatever, but it was talking about the, um, cause I, it was like, I was like, what, you know, there's, there's obviously a backstory here. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm dumb. So I was like reading about, you know, people who, when like, I think it was at first, like the French wouldn't, I forgot what he identifies himself at, as he's, I'm a, he says like, I'm a Chinese something. And I guess that term, originally meant like farmer or something and i guess like the french i believe it was the french would not acknowledge those people as chinese living in vietnam because of you know political reasons and then those like like groups of those people end up being like trained by the u.s uh to fight against like the Viet Cong and stuff in the Vietnam War. So that was kind of an interesting backstory. Whoa. And and that's yeah, what like, that's what his backstory was? Was it well I did know that. I know okay, he was he was trained by the US Army, but that's what the context was. I didn't get it. I just took it at face value. I, I believe so. Wow. And then I was also reading that at, you know, after the fall of uh Saigon <laughs> was it? Uh and these people were fleeing a lot of them by boat you know, like mm-hmm. that—that's when that stuff with his um, family happened. So that—that that made it. I, I started to pick that up. That was really interesting when um, him and uh, Pierce Brosnan were talking, and and they're both kind of like these people who are at who were are currently or were at some point like tools of an imperial, mm-hmm. you know, government. So I thought that was kind of an interesting mm-hmm. parallel between the to people they even did the like we're not so different and he's like i'm not like you <laughs> type thing you yeah know? yeah yeah so anyway i'm sorry i walked over the plot explanation there but no no this is i mean it's all sort of related so uh, please jump in <laughs> please <laughs> okay. jump in um the film starts with a um with a bombing at a bank and department store like a kind of like a strip mall but a classy strip mall because it's you know in uh england um basically just a a group of stores um and jackie chan's daughter is in there buying a prom dress and dies jackie chan witnesses it so he sees the explosion happen he's a part of it and his daughter dies turns out that this uh explosion was uh like phoned in as a um like a terrorist attack by the i believe they called the authentic ira right which is like a new branch within the world of the film a new branch of the ira which is the irish republican army is that right yeah yeah so this is like a new like young and like they're they're touting it as like they're the more like a more young extreme i guess version Mm -hmm. of the ira right and throughout the film they kind of are like you haven't seen the violence. And so, like, these people who are young, like, didn't see a lot of the violence that happened, you know, over the past 50 years or 100 years, whatever. Um, and so they are kind of hungry for violence in a way that enter Pierce Brosnan um, is supposedly not hungry for the violence anymore because he was a, a big part of the IRA, like, in the 80s and 90s. Pierce Brosnan is... Um, 
a politician from Northern Ireland mm-hmm. who kind of uh, went from being a part of the IRA, like separatists, like the IRA, to then like um, after the the troubles were settled, I think it was 1998. But he went into he worked in the government, kind of like with the the British Parliament, and so he's um, he kind of is like straddling the line between like his past where he was um he was he's portrayed as being you know has having bloodlust and and then now mm-hmm. he is um a more refined although dirty dealing politician he claims to fight for both sides to mm-hmm. you know um yeah he's searching for equality for both sides <laughs> right right um he's also having an affair um which i was glad that this came back around because I was like, why are we just are, it, like, I wasn't sure if it was set dressing or not, which is, it's fine either way. I just was like, oh, what an asshole, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but this like comes around because his marriage is also like sort of, there's some cloak and dagger stuff going on with his wife as well, which I, that I will need help with. But anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so Jackie Chan um, is obviously mourning the loss of his daughter, but we find out also that his wife and uh, other two daughters are also dead, so everyone in his family is gone. Um, and as you mentioned, he is—he uh, was trained by the United States Army. He is a—he is trained in all kinds of shit, creating homemade explosives, <laughs> fighting, guns, knives, all kinds of shit, <laughs> uh, which is very convenient for the film. And he is, like, hell-bent on finding out who the people were who, like, set off the bomb and killed his daughter. So he's, like, going to the chief of police. He's going to, um... He eventually lands himself on Pierce Brosnan's doorstep. And he's, like, I need you to, like, tell me who the names of these people are. And Pierce is, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know who they are. Because, like, I'm not a part of this anymore, you know? Um... And does he actually not know who they are? Right? He, he actually doesn't he know. He doesn't know. Well, he Yeah. He, I think um I think you get the idea cuz through t- talking to his people. He doesn't he doesn't truly know till the end. But mm-hmm. I think he like you can tell that he knows there are people like that it's related to his organization. You know, cuz that's why right. he establishes the the mission to uh, change the code name, so you can you know he does know that it he is like associated somehow, mm-hmm. maybe by a few links in the chain with whatever this group is doing. You know what I mean? Because they yeah. they start to realize it. It might not be at that moment, but I think they start to realize like oh these these um, weapons or whatever these materials are coming from you know your his, like one of his associates storehouse you know stuff like that like it's it's so yeah. it's kind of slowly uncovered but it's definitely at that point even like I mean, he might not know but there's still like he definitely can there's still more he needs to discover and it would be related to him i think he would uh-huh. know that at that point yeah yeah and i think that he doesn't want <clears throat> to it, it shields him not knowing that information even though like he could easily find out who it was um, I think that he... You can start it, putting it, people he, in chairs and shooting them in the leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, then you could find out. Um, so, it, this, so, 
um, I want to say, that- actually, before we continue, the way... Because that info about Jackie Chan, too, isn't, like, mm-hmm. all fully revealed. It They do it, it's kind of a couple moments throughout the movie where they, like, look more into him, you know, and they start to realize. There's things about him right away that are, you know, they're like, oh, he knows how to do this, this, and this. But they kind of slowly reveal it. Um, um, you know, there's, I don't want to say, it's like the John Wick type thing. Though um, they didn't invent totally. that. It's been done for decades, but it's like, oh, you mess with, like this guy who you know has all this uh <laughs> training that you didn't know about you fucked up a little bit you fucked up yeah a- and um yeah and th- and also at this point too i think one thing i wanted to just shout out is um and i i saw this in a lot of reviews i was saying too but it really it really got me watching watching the movie uh again was how jackie chan and pierce brosnan are pr- portrayed like it's kind of a unique role for both of them like jackie chan at first is sort of this you know he's he's like he's very sad you know like I, yeah he's very like meek it's really like heartbreaking to watch him yes and then Pierce, he's a great actor he's such a good actor i, he, I oh yeah he's, he's amazing and then pierce like i've definitely seen him be a kind of a a swarthy dickhead in in many movies but in this like he's like He's just like, ugh. <laughs> He's like gross, you know what I mean? Not yeah. like there are parts about him that are like like I guess respectable, but mostly you're just like, man, this guy sucks too, you know? Yeah, but I, I feel like I um I don't know, he was um he didn't seem like a villain for a no. lot of it, uh to me, you know? Uh, well, I, be- I definitely like a- believed like that he believed he was trying to do the right thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um well, without going into all the plot points, but he that Jackie Chan realizes like this motherfucker like can give me the names. Mm-hmm. And so he uh kind of starts like terrorizing he starts terrorizing Pierce Brosnan, which is a really weird reversal to me. Is that like his daughter, you know, just died in this like homemade bomb. Um, and now he's like planting homemade bombs all over the place. It's like, a, <laughs> it, it was a really like interesting reversal. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't expect that. I expected he, him to be like, to have some sort of like moral high ground and he kind of doesn't. <laughs> no, um, no, they definitely, which I liked, I think the movie does a good job of like presenting everyone as like kind of having their own, you know, kind of their own motivations, kind of like, and, and like, no one truly being like that good. I think Jackie yeah. Chan definitely is the most. Like, they make a point to be like, oh, he didn't kill a dog and, you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And, that and was like, funny. I was like, oh, wow. They did not need to add that. <laughs> like, the dog's just asleep. It's like, what? <laughs> And in the end, like he he's the last one standing at the end. They're like, we owe him something, you know what I mean? So there's yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some of that, but I think like yeah, when you just look at his actual actions, you're like, okay, you know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. I think the movie does a good job of towing that line and being like, uh, yeah, being gritty and fucked up. But <laughs> that's yeah. how I, I mean, how I because, take it because they easily could have had him. Because, okay, so for example, in John Wick, they don't, he, he 
I don't know, doesn't seem, he seems more like a hero, right? Mm-hmm. To me, at least. Like, John Wick, I'm like, fuck yeah, whatever he does is going to be fine. <laughs> Whereas, yes, like, yes. Especially like whole, in the sequels, particularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a bit more of, like, I mean, even in the first one, you're rooting for him. But in the second one, they they go, like, I think about, actually, how in, this is John Wick talk now, but in the first one, like, um, they have... He's, like, almost the authority is even, like, kind of on his side. And so maybe that doesn't make him, like, not the hero. But I think about how then in the follow-ups they make it, like, now he's fighting everyone. And it's about how it's even more relatable because the the sequels become about how your bosses suck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. guess the first one well, is, too, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that he also, like, I don't, maybe, you. I don't know if this is, everyone feels this way, but I felt like... John Wick had this this the fantasy of John Wick is that he has like a moral high ground in some way and like mm-hmm. what we talked about with like the the like the club scene for example it's like that's obviously so scary if someone's like there's like you know He's a mass uh, gunfight shooter yeah. if there's a gunfight <laughs> in a club is very scary but like in John Wick it's not it's not scary to watch in a way because you're like he is a hero and he's like cool and he's gonna get the bad guys whereas like in this movie it's like they it's like so gruesome and like really scary that there's this like homemade bomb terrorist attack and then like you then then like cut to Jackie Chan like making his own homemade bomb you know like it's pretty clear I think or at least to me it was very like clear that they were trying to draw a connection between like you know he's like playing dirty in these ways that you you can't like quite trust him at least that's how i felt i feel like maybe the movie is doing a little bit about like violence begets violence you know they're like yeah 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 it doesn't like that's what i mean though with the talk of all the like all the politics or whatever like i get well i don't know everyone's kind of motivated by I think more specific personal things at times, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the death of their brother or something like that. Whereas like, you know, you don't really get much in this about like a liberated like Ireland or like who has, other than like some kids, you know, being like, yeah, let's make this bomb. Yeah. Which is, um, I think, I mean, I, I personally would have liked it if there was more, uh, if it was, if it, was yeah. trying to do more politically, but I, I I was okay with it not as well, you know. Yeah, I think I think it all worked pretty well, and like yeah, like I said, it en- the we're, I was skip to the end, but it ends with you know yeah. like the the random British cop and like Jackie Chan coming out on top, and they they're like you know like I said they're like we owe him or whatever, but it's like it doesn't it doesn't totally feel like a happy ending because they're like they basically like uh completely um took out like any form of irish resistance you know like from top to bottom you know yeah exactly exactly and like the um um one of the subplots is that pierce brosnan's having an affair and the one of it it's the woman who he's having an affair with who is in the, like, terrorist branch, right? The, um, Ma- Maggie? Right? It's the is same girl, it is? right? It's it? Um, she's the, you're talking about the one who, like, switched the, uh, the laptop out, right? Who switched, who switched the battery for a bomb, yeah. Um, 
Yes. The yes, the oh, okay, here we go. The the affair was planned to tie Liam to the bombers in case yes. he chose not to support further violence. Okay. Cuz that's what happens at the right. end. He gets he gets all this pinned on him. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's actually at least one thing that I think is that is kind of interesting is you have this guy who's trying to be like I fight for the rights on both sides or whatever and then at mm-hmm. the end um you know obviously he gets like double crossed by his wife and like the IRA but ultimately at the end like you know the british are like all right fuck you dude <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, it's kind of like you can't because re- I, I don't know. He was not the. I mean, he was kind of he was scumbag, but he also like wasn't like I, I, he wasn't directly involved with the authentic IRA, the new you know the new group. But it all kind of got pinned on him because he was having an affair with one of the women who was in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was like a. I mean, I liked it. I felt like really just desserts for him, not because he was having an affair, but because he, but be, because he wasn't spearheading it but he was trying to kind of like mealy mouth to like be on both sides and then it just got like totally pinned on him even though he he wasn't like in charge of this operation i i liked that i thought it was good it felt like a fitting end for this dude there's a lot of uh all all ladies in his life uh double cross him yeah his wife um his wife and his mistress yeah, they both are like, fuck you, man. But they both die at the end, so there you go. But, um, okay. Um, well, we basically said the plot. Uh, that uh, Jackie Chan eventually, he personally, like, goes and uh, kills all the IRA people who <laughs> murdered his daughter. And um, he goes back to his life, and that's, you know, <laughs> and that's the it. chief of Podcast police over. is like, hell yeah, okay. <laughs> Here's one question I have about the, <laughs> about the plot. Okay. This is a sub a subplot kind of mm-hmm. where Pierce Pierce's nephew. Okay. Yes. Is let's talk about this. Is sleep is having sex with Pierce Pierce's wife, meaning his aunt. Does this I, just riddle me this? Is he having sex with his aunt? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. I think That's fucked <laughs> up, yo. I thought maybe I missed something, and I was like, maybe he's adopted. I don't know. No, yeah, straight no. up, it's his aunt. Mm-hmm. It's nasty. Well, okay, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fed this because obviously the movie is, it's meant to be like, you know, all these people are nasty. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't know. Um, I was like, I was like, this is cool, good for her, and then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> isn't that her <laughs> nephew? I was like, sweet, like they're all. They're all having affairs. They hate each other. Like, whatever. This is fine. And then I was like, wait a minute. Because she's... They're both having affairs with, like, younger people. And I was like, this is kind of cool. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Good for that. And then... Yeah. Since they both hate each other anyway, you know. And then it turns out that it was her nephew, which, like, isn't ever really addressed, I don't think. Well, no, they... Right? Okay. Okay, hold on. I, let me explain this part, because it is... It is plot important and i'm sorry i kind of walked over your plot description and skipped to the end no but... no 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 i i needed you to so <laughs> i needed help so we were talking about how you know he at first he doesn't really know then as it goes on he calls his nephew who's over in new york uh, or whatever and he's like uh-huh. i need you to i need you to come out here and track him down because they they relocate to what they think is a safe place out in the woods but jackie chan knows where they are 
And so they need him to come and track him. He's sort of being presented as, you know, he's like this young blood. He, you know, maybe a potential successor <laughs> type thing. Uh-huh. He's like yeah. the new hotness, right? So he calls him in. Right. And, uh, and so the whole time, like I said, he's told Jackie Chan he didn't know, but we, he starts to realize that, um, this other old guy in his crew who, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden they're missing all these, you know, things and they're coming from him. He eventually puts it together that this guy is related. Um, mm-hmm. but what he doesn't know is that, at first, is that actually all the shots are being called by his wife, who yes. is who hates him because uh, he didn't want to put to death or whatever the people who killed her brother in some fight or whatever, you know. So yeah. she ha- she is like she has been like seducing his nephew or yeah his nephew, uh, her nephew. Yeah, yeah, true. Her nephew. Though I assume... I'm gonna assume that, you know, they're not blood-related, I hope. <laughs> um, we don't We don't know. Y- oh, well, no, they couldn't be. It would have to be his... You're right. Okay, well, they're not related. Well, it's, so it's yeah. his, his, his... Like, whatever, his dad's brother's wife. So it's, you know, it's cool. <laughs> it's... <laughs> huh. Um, but really yeah. Really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you find out that she's, you know, like, doing it because then she can be close to him. She's telling him, like, oh, you should, we, we need some, you know, he's old. We need someone like you. Uh-huh. She's she's kind of like a manipulator, you know. He uh, Pierce calls her a, a, a master manipulator or whatever. But there's a scene where he's, you know, confronting his nephew and, and they, they do call attention to it. And he goes, you know, and he's like... My own flesh and blood. He says that and... He, yeah, okay, so yeah, he's the flesh and blood. They point that out. But then he calls attention to... Like, he, he does, I think... They do address how weird it is. Like, I think it's meant to be like, this is weird. When he's like, you know, oh, and when your dear old Aunt Mary did this to you were you doing you know he's like he's like you're right i guess you're right they play into how nasty that is too everything's supposed to be a little nasty in this for sure it didn't it didn't really land from i I, there was a lot going on and so i also was it you're right clearly they're not blood related because it's his siblings child and it has nothing to do with her but like that was lost on me in the movie as well because i was like oh my god it's his aunt you know like i didn't like Mm -hmm. i didn't put that together right away i also like didn't i was to me the nastiness didn't land because i was like oh well of course you'd be mad pierce he's like you know the one who's cheating on your wife you know so sure sure i was like i didn't i didn't uh I didn't pick up on him calling him out for, like, you know, having sex with his aunt. I thought, I was like, oh, well, of course you'd be mad because you don't want your wife to be having an affair. Well, true, true. I mean, yeah, that's why, I mean. like, everyone has, like, like, everyone is purely, well, not purely, but a lot, there's a lot of personal, you know, motivation going uh-huh. on here. Um, yeah. So it kind of, it sort of, it does sort of uh, take away from any sort of political thing in that aspect that they're going mm-hmm. for. But yeah, yeah. Um, but what also so yeah. While this is all going on, um, so there's this whole cloak and dagger uh, plot element, and I, <laughs> I personally felt like it was weaved in really well with the other half of this movie, which is like Jackie Chan is actually for 
a big period of this like Rambo. You know what I mean? He's like totally. It's, it's yes. like in First Blood. Actually, it's just like First Blood, except for they they I think in now we're talking about First Blood, but in First Blood they uh, <laughs> immediate. I think it's like immediately known. Like he's a drifter, but I think it's playing out like the cops know that he's a veteran right away i think and they're like you know this they're supposed to be like oh all these veterans came back and people like hated them or whatever but uh Mm -hmm. it has the same element of like these people fucked with this guy they didn't know what they were getting into and now he's hiding out in the woods and he's setting up booby (laughs) traps and uh you know what i mean (laughs) like yeah yeah except it's a little like jackie chan is like it it compared to um rambo like he's a little bit more intense he's a little bit more cruel like he kills some guys i believe you know so like i think he he kills some people yeah yeah no, in Rambo, he, he kills one guy, or in First Blood, he kills one guy, and he makes a point to be like, I'm not killing you. Whereas in this, he's like, fuck you, I'm here for revenge, I'm gonna murder. Yeah. I'm gonna murder all... Oh, yeah. Why was I even questioning him? Of course, he's like killing people left and right. But, um... <laughs> well, he didn't... Um, well, at first, you... He... It seems as though he's he's not uh, going to kill people. Like, he just kind of put is like a little tiny bomb in the office and then he you know hog ties those guys and you're like and then they make a point to be like he oh they'll be fine he roughed them up pretty good but they'll be fine and then he starts killing people so it's yeah. like, you know so again i think they're like kind of toying with this like the morality of jackie chan's character of like oh you know how how much is he actually like the terrorists or whatever you know because he's actively terrorizing uh, yeah, Pierce's Pierce's life, you know, Pierce's family and everything. So I think they're kind of toying with that of like, oh, because they make a point to be like he didn't, you know, he didn't hurt anybody. And then he he, he wants people. to hurt specific people, but then he does. Like he makes a point um, when he captures the one guy. I I love how kind of like this actually reminds me of John Wick, where he's very matter of fact and he's very like driven by specific purpose so like even in the mm-hmm. beginning he just keeps showing up he keeps calling you know what i mean he, he yeah. he's not gonna stop you know he's trying to give up his whole life savings uh to get the names and then they make a point of it when he captures the one guy where he's like he's like you know why you're not dead yet and the guy's like because you want the names and he's he's just like yeah <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> yeah okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. i loved that part he was like because you want the names he's like exactly <laughs> and then he just gives him the names i was like sweet okay thank you like what a what a reasonable scene <laughs> there's like absolutely no you know you can't like reason with jackie chan in this movie <laughs> yeah well um, there's no need to just give him the fucking names and jackie chan is is awesome in this because uh, we, we talked about, you know, his acting or whatever, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But one thing I so I saw this in theaters. I don't know if I told you that, which was. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Uh, and I didn't. I was just like. I didn't know what to expect because I felt like it wasn't really promoted very big. I forgot when it actually came out because uh, it might have been like when did this release? Um, OK, October. So I don't know. There was probably there's probably other stuff out of the time, but anyway, it felt like you know it kind of was sort of under the radar a little bit, and mm-hmm. I went and saw it, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be you know Jackie Chan, 
you know, Pierce Brosnan, like they're both, you know, they both have done some pretty sick ass movies, but I was like, it's got, it's got this kind of tone. It reminded me of like, um, like girl with the dragon tattoo or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, what's this going to be like? You know, is it going to be like a big, you know, action movie or what, you know, cause they, they do show some, some of the cool shit in the trailer. Um, Mm -hmm. and when you start watching it, it is like, oh, this is more of like, it's more of like a thriller kind of cloak and dagger, but then there are these action scenes in it that kind of whip pretty hard, you know, or where they're like, as they call it out too, he's like, he fucking slipped down this fire pole or whatever, like a fucking monkey or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of awesome, you know, fight scenes in this too. It wasn't like, they were very like, I mean, they were very like specific and like at very specific points in the movie, you know, it wasn't like this mm-hmm. cop. It, I think personally, like I was saying of weaving kind of the, their storyline together with his, like, I think it does a good job of that, of having like these different characters who have different motivations kind of blending together. And also just like people who are just doing like detective work mixed in with a guy who's doing Rambo shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the action scenes are so, uh, they're awesome. I mean, Jackie Chan is just a one of a kind. Yeah. He's so fucking good. <laughs> I was thinking, it was funny how even in this, like, I mean, a, a lot of movies do this. I think of, like, they had kind of a born Identity vibe or whatever, where, you know, they're just smashing into shit and stuff, but it's also very, like, classic Jackie Chan, where he's, like, like when they're in, like, a building or something, and he's, like, grabbing the TV. He's just grabbing random shit and using Fuck it, you yeah. know? Certainly not oh. as in, like, colorful ways as, like, oh, the- I got this ladder and I'm doing wacky stuff with it. But it was, like, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're fighting Jackie Chan, he's gonna hit you with everything in the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It was great. I thought they were choreographed great. I thought that he... I mean, he's fucking old, yo. How old is he? Um, in the, so in the movie they say he's in his sixties, which I think is probably true, right? I think that's probably true. Yeah. He well, yeah, he is currently sixty-eight. So and this right. is in so twenty seventeen. Yeah, so he was in his early sixties, um, which is not like that old, you know. Like, I, that's what, I'm, I'm, I'm sure for a guy like that too, you know. Uh, yeah, and I'm betraying my age, right? Like I, I hit thirty, and then I'm like, sixty's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, he, I mean, he's great. And they do a great, there's like this kind of, um, there's like such a softness about him. And I think he's like that in a lot of his films, but in yeah. this one in particular where he's, and it's not just like motivation about his daughter or something. So for example, if you were to compare this to um, Taken, like Liam mm-hmm. Neeson's character is not, there's nothing soft about him. Okay. At all. I, I mean, I would say i don't think so but maybe it's because that movie is just like a, a lot scarier than this one i think but, liam neeson um, does do, i will say i think he does a good job of portraying like a deep sadness in a lot of his movies you know what i mean he is a deep it's deeply sad but he, he's a no he's he's i love liam neeson but you definitely I think don't that, look at him and go like like every like how people were reacting to jackie in this they're like oh he's like a little old man you know like yeah exactly and he was like wearing like his little raincoat and he had his groceries and he was yeah. like he wa- i think know? he's intentionally walking like an old oh, man oh absolutely like, he's they like starts kicking ass so you're like what? i know it's so awesome like he he's not like an imposing figure where it's like you know like in taken or in john wick or whatever like he's not that that's 
they're they have to like learn eventually like oh this is in the and they say several times like he is kicking your ass and he's like a little old man like what the fuck <laughs> um but i and i loved at the end the very end like probably the last shot of the movie is like he goes back to the restaurant that he owns he tried to like give the deed of the restaurant to this woman who it was like the manager or whatever who mm-hmm. clearly cares about him because he lives upstairs and she's like trying to help him and bring she's him food and you at know, first like trying to him. stop him you know yeah yeah she's trying to take care of him and clearly she cares about him and at the very end they have this like very tender like moment where she sees that he's like back and he's like kind of fucked up from you know all these battles and she like gives him this like really beautiful like little kiss like kind of on the cheek slash maybe mouth doesn't matter and (laughs) but it's like not romantic it's like it's just like so that's my favorite part of the movie i was like oh she's like yeah she just cares it it was like a rare moment where you see someone who really cares about somebody else but it's not sexual or romantic or familial it's like she just is like so happy that he's okay and it's so slow and tender. Oh, it's just Some beautiful. tenderness. I love that part. Yeah. yeah. It's nice coming at the end of the movie or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it also After is like, that. It, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm reading too deeply into this, right? But like, he lost his wife and his three daughters. And then there's this like, woman who is not a, I, I can't emphasize, like, she's not like a sex interest or something, but she's just like... I don't know if she, to me, she was, it like kind of was this like, um, they're going to get together, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're going to get together. I didn't think they were going to get, I thought that it was, she symbolized like the women he had lost in his family. Hmm. Okay. And so she was trying to take care of him and she didn't want to lose him. Um, because, uh, I'm filling in the blanks here. They didn't say this, but you know, they have like a, a working relationship. He lives upstairs. She she takes care of him sometimes. And I just thought it was like so sweet that like the last part of the movie was like all these women that he had lost that were close to him and here's like this other person who he's who he's close to who's <clears throat> who's happy to see him and yeah. she almost lost him, you know? So I, I thought that was sweet. I liked it. It was nice to see a nice lady, you know? just a nice lady because the other ladies well everyone was an asshole wasn't just the ladies yeah yeah actually i don't want i'm not trying to like come down on the movies because i the way i sort of see it too is like everyone's an asshole and like the you know the women who are involved here who they're they're using what they know or whatever you know so she's like i'm you know you know what i mean she likes she she likes seduced people and stuff to like um, and they, they to like do stuff, and they 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 make kind of make a joke about it in like a in a way where she's like, he was disgusting, it was fucking nasty. Like I don't want to do that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, she points out, she's like, why don't you know? Why don't like you go hook up with like a, a gay guy or something to do this? And he's like, has yeah. nothing to say. To you know, it's like, why do I yeah. always have to do this? But yeah, that felt you know that felt kind of. Tr- I mean, it's definitely like felt true to life. I'm, I'm sure, like how yeah people are treated in very i'm not you know what i mean like if, if totally, there yeah. were a, was a militia being formed they'd be like well you know what, you have to go seduce this you guy seduce yeah this guy yeah so yeah and i also thought that the <laughs> that the, the two main you know, female characters were like the the wife and the 
uh, and then Maggie or whatever the other woman in the IRA, mm-hmm. and they although they both are I guess in this the authentic IRA, I thought they both had like great political, um, political motivations, personal motivations. Um, they were kind of, as fleshed out as any of any like B tier character. The, mm-hmm. the, the two that were really fleshed out were obviously Pierce and Jackie, but everybody else was like you know they were I, I thought. I, I, thought, I thought that they really had a lot of, uh, yeah. I don't know, agents. This this is like a this is a cla- this is a great example of just like this is like kind of a big dumb action movie, and they just like, just they just did it right without ha- like it. They just had some female characters that were that made sense. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The end. Yeah, like, what would... a great bar, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, I liked I liked them all for sure. Um, and. Uh, Orla Brady, who played his wife, uh, uh-huh. I, I was just looking her up because she's gotten all these uh, awards for Irish uh-huh. stuff and, and UK stuff. I've never seen anything she's in, but I want to shout out that she is in uh, the Picard show. <laughs> she's oh, sick. Uh, and so she, uh, you know, her and, her and Patrick Stewart kind of have a thing. Nice. Nice. Yeah, she, I mean, she was hot. <laughs> They were, they, there was was a lot of people, she was, I mean, she was great. I loved her, even though she, um, you know, was kind of a scumbag and fucked her nephew, (laughs) which is, really can't get over that. I can't get over it yet. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know if this is a good time to talk about, I thought that Pierce Brosnan's Irish accent was fucked up. I thought I was like, this sounds wrong. Like compared to all the other actually Irish people in the film, I was like, oh no. Wait, oh, no. wait, wait, no. Pierce Brosnan is Irish. He is. Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Cut this out. <laughs> well, you you can do it. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't I, cut it out. No, don't cut it out because this is worth mentioning. Like in all the big thing in all the big things pierce brosnan is in he he always has a british accent yeah like an an english an english accent yeah an english accent yeah like well he played bond you know obviously yeah um everything i've seen every single movie i've seen him in he has an english accent i know so it's weird and so i it's like then when you hear him actually talk you're like oh my what the fuck is going on it sounded fucked up i was like he's he's fucked up it looked it it straight up sounded wrong to me. Wow. Okay. No, well, no, you should keep this in. It's not embarrassing because I think <laughs> I was having the same. Co- well, I I think I got I got to mention. Um. Uh, oh, last week, me and uh, McKenna and Nico and my buddy Connor, we watched Goldeneye, and mm-hmm. we were talk we were talking about like who who people who could play Bond and. And uh, mm-hmm. I forgot who it was, but we we were saying like, oh, they've got to be like from there ish or whatever. And, and I was like, well, you know, he was he's Irish. I guess that's I don't know, you know. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the whole like regional so, thing. You know, I know that. Well, I mean, their accents are like very different. So that's yeah. why I was like, this. It's like it sounds 
wildly different. I mean, Irish, Scottish, English, just the the big three sound very different from each other. And I've only ever heard Pierce Brosnan in English accent. That is crazy. Well, I want to just say in your defense, when we were talking about this, someone went, oh, he's Irish, (laughs) you know? So yeah. Yeah. No, he's an Irish guy. (laughs) That is freaking crazy. All right. Well. I stand corrected. <laughs> well, I'm also from Australia, and I just do a really good American accent. That's, that's why. <laughs> well, that's I think there's a fooled couple. Fooled all of you. You can find a couple clips from his Bond movies where he 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 like slips for a second and he becomes Irish for a moment, and it's no pretty shit. funny. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like really paying attention to um to. I was paying attention to it a lot because obviously I thought he was he was pretending to have an Irish accent. Nope. So nope. I was comparing it to I was comparing it to the other Irish people in the in the movie and I was like, Oh, he said that differently. He said that different I was paying attention. Like well, that- and it, you know, I'm sure there are obviously regional differences. Like I, I that oh, that time, much is clear. Yeah. We we know this. We know this. But because I thought he was, <laughs> I thought he was acting. I was like, ah, fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up, Pierce. Um. Oh shit. So he actually though was. I I researched this, and he was doing a. He's trying to do a different region than where he's from, so maybe that mm-hmm. is like part of it. Because I interesting. Also, to your defense, I I was like, because I, I knew going into it, like, oh, he's Irish, and I've heard him, I've heard him speak in interviews or whatever. But I'm listening mm-hmm. to this, I'm like, man, he sounds fucking crazy in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I want to listen to some um like it interviews with him. Yeah. Um, because I've like never, I've apparently never heard him speak at all um, outside of his roles. I mean, like I was even thinking, like he just he so often plays like the the type, right? Like the James Bond type, or the um, like when he was in Parent Trap, like kind of a mm-hmm. fancy British man. You know? He is in uh, so, Mars Attacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's here's actually some some more info we're we're assembling a case to defend here but uh so he <laughs> um he was trying to have an accent closer to former sin fine president jerry adams uh but okay. his northern accent wasn't so authentic sound this is just someone's opinion sounding like a mix mm-hmm. of scottish and Nivan? I don't know what that is. Sorry, someone right, mm. someone right in. But yeah, yeah. So I guess he was he was going through um he was going mm. okay. So he, so he was putting it on a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he's got. Seems like he didn't get some. He didn't get flack for it. But there are some people being like, "Oh, this is this is like subtly not quite right." I guess. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Really fascinating. He, he was born in Ireland, but by his own account, his accent got mangled when he moved to London when he was 11. Mangled! That he still like has a, an uh, Irish accent, but if you listen uh, to him in real life, um, he sounds, yeah, he sounds weird. Wow. Yeah, how about that? This is <laughs> so interesting. Um, it's just like when, it's just like how in, um, how Margot Robbie like always has an American accent in like every single fucking movie. And it's she's always, from it's always like the Australia. same specific accent too. 
Yeah. And same with Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie both have this uh, Australian accent that has been like kicked to the curb. Like mm-hmm. they're not in any Australian movies except for Australia, as we talked about last, <laughs> last yeah. week. This is a different thing. <laughs> um, wow. All right. Wow. That wow, was an okay. amazing moment. <laughs> and it's been recorded for for posterity's yeah, do, no, sake. Do not delete it. <laughs> I'll be mad. <laughs> I won't delete it. I won't delete it. Um, uh, I we already kind of talked about the fights, but I I want to shout out a couple ones that I liked. Apart from when they're fighting in that house, I liked when they sent he sent his nephew in. I liked their I liked their little battle they had, mm-hmm. and yeah. I I liked the little part where he catches him. Right with the the like thing he was gonna stab him with right at his neck. The stick. That was yeah. like ooh, and they they bonded I guess over, you know uh-huh. whatever his nephew was in Iraq or something I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but he let he yeah. gets the names. Um, and then I liked oh that was such an awesome tense scene where he goes in as like the gas guy. Oh, I loved that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me. Isn't there a? It, the, the, <laughs> I think it's just a kitchen fight. So yeah, yeah. nothing nothing else is similar but um it but reminds yeah, me cool of what's, big the, gun. what's that um Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> is it in Hard Target Time Cop it's Time where Cop the where the floor he... gets wet or whatever and he does the splits <laughs> yeah. yeah he does the splits so that everybody else gets electrocuted and he Fuck does it yeah. it's fucking awesome um <sighs> yeah, I love it. I love a good Gorgeous. kitchen uh a kitchen fight scene but yeah there was um, like yeah it was, was brutal, sad. you know, everyone's, like, people are getting hit in weird, gross ways. Like, the one lady mm-hmm. gets shot, and it's like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just the the whole lead-up to it of, like, you know, put your bag on the table and all this stuff, you know, like, yeah. It was, yeah. that was great. And so many of the fight scenes, uh, including this one, feel really scrappy, which I love. Like, yes. Like, I love yeah. The, the fight scenes that well, he's the master of that <laughs> manicure yeah exactly that's like why I love I I love his work um because he's he's so scrappy like what, what you mentioned like when he like crawls down the that pole like a like he's it just feels like everything is accidental and he's so good at at making everything look so natural like grabbing the TV and like smashing the sky over the head with it and um and I don't know, he just, I'm, everything about the way he does it, he flails around, he looks fucking crazy, it's awesome. I know he's done, like, a wide variety of action movies or whatever, but, like, for just me and my life, I'm more familiar with, like, the more, the ones where it's, like, it's more, like, fun, sort of. Like, he's doing, like, scenes that you watch and you're like, ho-ho, you know, like, they kind of dazzle you, and they do in this, but it's definitely aiming for that more, like, gritty born identity style i guess and i think he actually translates it really well because like i mentioned before that that's an element of that of just like it feeling like like real and unplanned and like scrappy you you said it best mm-hmm. but i think he mm-hmm. i think that i don't know he can do it all you know what i mean <laughs> yeah god he's so fucking awesome this uh, i i I love the standout fight scene to me actually was in the guest house when they find him they're they're looking for him because he obviously planted a bomb at like a governmental building to try to scare Pierce Brosnan so then like all his men are are out trying to find him and they f- they figure out that he's staying at like a you know guest room at some house mm-hmm. and 
he um that's the really pole scene like, right yeah that's where he like puts all his stuff like under the bed and then like jumps through like an air vent kind of and then is is like kicking his way through the roof to get out of the roof so then there are these great like moments where guys are trying to go through the air vent and grab him and they and then they're pulling him back through through the hole in the roof it's just it's so cool it's so awesome and then they there's like this whole stairwell situation where he's jumping you know from side to side over the over the gap and throwing guys around It's, it's so good did you know that this was based on a book? No shit. Yeah. Um, it's based on... I, won- I wonder. I-, I wonder if the book has more um, political, you know. Uh, yeah. I like a book, you know, a book would have more room for that. I have not read it, obviously. The book came out in 1992. It's called The Chinaman. Um, mm. And, well, it, reading, the dis- it sounds like the same thing. It says... Uh, mm-hmm. A London-based Vietnamese restaurateur and skilled Vietnam War veteran travels to Ireland to hunt the people responsible for the bombing that killed his family. So, mm-hmm. how about that? There's not much... Yeah. Like, the info just on Wikipedia is literally just the plot and then, like, film adaptation in one sentence. So, I don't really know much about it <laughs> otherwise, but, yeah, interesting. Yeah. He, um, I mean, they, they, throughout the movie, would say, fucking Chinaman about like, yeah i was like calm down guys you know. is that uh, i was like geez <laughs> it doesn't it, seem it appropriate of, it yeah right and i was like so i wonder are they tr- i was like are they trying to- there's a there was clearly some like context i was missing i was like are they just trying to make them seem racist or are they trying i to think make- the average british person is probably racist <laughs> you can oh yeah count me out. well yes well especially <laughs> the, all the characters we're seeing are like cops and politicians right so like right even the guy um what's his name bromley uh, mm-hmm. who, you know, Chief at the employees. end, he's like, well, let him go at the end. You know, you're supposed to be like, uh-huh. oh, this is a man of honor. But even, isn't he even like, yeah, this fucking Chinaman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know. No, no one's really that good in this except for, um, fan or whatever. The lady. Yeah. The, the lady. We liked her. Yeah. She was nice. Um, yeah. That's the, the one good character is the lady at the end. Is that her? <laughs> the lady who's trying no, to help him. Not Fan. That was, was no, that fan, his Fan's daughter? His daughter. Yeah. Or his F- wife. Fan was um, Cho Chang in the Harry Potter movies. I'm What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm, that's what I see. Dang. That's kind of a fun little, I don't know, Easter egg, I guess. Lots of them here. Um, <laughs> There was one other thing I wanted to mention. Oh, uh, just in terms of the vibe, I wanted. To, I I thought we noticed this particularly with the credits. We were listening to the credits music, and some of it was super intense, like electronic type stuff going on. And uh, the score was done by Cliff Robert Martinez, who I saw has done multiple movies for Nicholas Windig Refn, uh, including Drive. And I was like, okay, I mm. I see that. Uh, you got Steven Soderbergh. Uh, he's done a, like a handful of movies for both of them. So, and and both like both of those. Well, I thought about Soderbergh because of um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So I was like, okay, there's a you know, like a through line here. But mm. I also just thought this was fun. This guy was like a, in the in the '80s for a couple of years. Uh, he was um, the drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. No <laughs> shit, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, then that I was rocks. like. Oh, <laughs> I saw, oh, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, along with the other 
drummers or whatever, including the current one. Dang. And he got to play. So I was like, oh, I'm going to look this up. And I go watch the video and they don't even like, they have three drummers, but they, they, they don't even really show them. You know, they're like in the background. I'm like, come on, you should cut to these guys. I wanted to see them rock yeah. out. Yeah. I was pissed. Dang. <laughs> I was pissed. I will say that when I was watching the movie, I was, um, as I mentioned, distracted by the closed captioning because it didn't <laughs> just have subtitles. It had like the, it had the descriptions of stuff. Um, oh, sure. Like, you know, it was like panting or like whatever. And so during the music, it would say like mournful music, suspenseful mm. music. And so it, it really did like it. Cut, I, I remember being like, oh, no, 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 just just listen to the music. Don't don't read. Yeah. A description of the music. <laughs> I don't know why I don't have that problem. I only have that problem when I feel like I feel like now particularly um especially for things like on streaming that they really like are invested in they get they get cheeky with it now i noticed that watching the last of us and stranger things and i think it's cuz these are like kind of marquee shows for these services or whatever uh-huh. uh that they i think you know they're with everything they're like okay with the captions like they they make it they get a little too whimsical sometimes you know and i'm like what, okay do you can you think of an example <sighs> I don't know. I think they just... I can't right now, but they just sometimes describe things in such a, a goofy way <laughs> that I'm like, yeah. I would have probably just preferred, like, dramatic music or something, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, they're I've trying said, to paint I've a better s- picture for people who sure. can't hear. I don't know, but I'm like, this is a little too yeah. cute. Yeah, you're getting you're getting a little a little fancy with your descriptions, I see. Uh, next time you see one, take a picture and send oh, it I to need me. To. I, I want to see them because I've definitely seen that too. I was watching 1899, and nice. um, the you you have to have subtitles because they're speaking a billion different languages. But I had somehow turned on like closed captioning, and so it was like also um, audio descriptions of everything, not just the languages. And so it was. There was some weird stuff in there too. I was like, huh, I wouldn't have described it as that but <laughs> well sure what was i oh so when we were watching goldeneye um when people spoke russian that you like weren't meant to understand they would put like the actual russian words on it, it's only a couple you know lines really but i was like that was distracting i'm like you're not Whoa. you know you're not really meant to if you're like a english american viewer or whatever like you're just supposed to be like yeah they're speaking russian talking in russian i I don't know i guess maybe that's good for (laughs) people who can read read russian i don't know that seems like it's like somebody who uh who was like doing the most in the uh the the captioning room who was like you know what i know how to speak russian and then they overachiever (laughs) yeah exactly what was it i wish i could remember there was something in that where I can't remember what they said at all, but I remember um, we were making fun of it because it felt like they were editorializing a little bit. Like, they were kind of putting their own uh, (laughs) opinion into it. I'm like, I don't... Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know if that's... Oh, it was... um, So, there's a scene where where Xenia on a top is, like, getting something from a guy by having sex with him or whatever. And it's the scene where she crushes the dude with her thighs, you know, while they're having mm-hmm. sex. And, like, Hell the yeah. caption, as it, it goes to, like, a shot outside or whatever, and he's like, ooh, and she's like, oh, you know, it says, uh-huh. it said, like, uh, he, uh, 
she cries in pleasure, but he in pain <laughs> or something. And I was like, uh-uh. okay, got a little flowery there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone was like, I got this guy. Don't worry. I, they, they, give me this scene. <laughs> um, two things. One less consequential than the other. One is that I'm a copy editor for my jo- day job. And I always notice like all the fucked up, uh, not really spelling, but like just, just like all the grammar is like fucked up on closed captioning all the time. And I'm like, please, somebody, if you're listening and you like are in charge of captioning stuff, like just hire an editor. Hire me. I will do it. I will fix it. It will take me two hours and it will be done and you will never have complaints again. Um, wow. But the other thing that I wanted to mention was that. Um, there were a couple of sex scenes in this, and I liked that. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. weren't sex scenes, but they were, they were not not sex scenes. Yeah, it was like you know, you're saying, um, uh, Orla Brady. She got to be sexy in this, but it was like, mm-hmm. it was hard to be like, oh, she's sexy because it was like she was fucking her nephew or her whatever nephew, and she was. But like, she was pretty sexy. Yeah, yeah, and like there was the, um, I mean, like what I thought was like the. <laughs> Of all the sex, there's probably like four, maybe. There was like her and the nephew, and then there was like the girl and the, I don't know, there were, there were a couple of them. The one that I thought was the most uncomfortable was <laughs> the very, very first time we see Pierce, and that's like him waking up in the morning next to his mistress, uh-huh. and they're like kind of pillow talking, <clears throat> and I was like, ew, like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know I love what you talk about, because- man. I was... <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, like, we're going to make, just make out. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear about it. I thought it was great because, like, they had, they had horrible vibes. Like. Yes, it was so gross. I was like, am I, I was like, is it supposed to be hot? I don't get it. You could tell you immediately, was, like, oh, this is his mistress. You know what I mean? Like, they don't really like You could tell really it was horrible like vibes, right? Much. Yeah. Ugh. In a different Ugh, way was... of like, there's the like disdain that him and his wife seem to have, but then right. with them, it was just like, oh, they don't just they don't really vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he was just like, let's Ugh. let's stay inside. Acute case of yeah. food poisoning. <laughs> I know, and then he was like, yeah, his excuse was like, I'll call out of work. I'll say I have food poisoning, and I was like, ew, dude, don't like whisper that in someone's ear when you're like trying to have sex with them. <laughs> What you made me think of, the journalist, who I love that they kept bringing him up throughout Mm. the movie, and there was a few things in the movie like this where you're like, why the fuck does this guy matter? You know, they show him in the beginning with the bombing, you know, he's having sex with the lady. You know, you start to be like, okay, there's something going on here. Um, But it leads to, you know, she's got to, like, make his laptop an explosive that's going to get on the plane. And I want to shout out that scene where they come to get him his laptop at the airport. It was so... I was laughing so fucking hard because... I know, I loved it. They're running around screaming his name, and he's got his headphones on. They don't know what's going on, and they're like... And someone's like, oh, they're looking for, you know, 
this guy and he's oh that's me so it was so fucking funny to me when he he goes up to the cops and he's like yeah i'm i'm whatever my name is and they just fucking grab his laptop and start (laughs) running and i was like that's so funny out of context like and for him it was you know he's just like huh and the cops just fucking grab it and then they're running it like it's a fucking football thing and he trips (laughs) over some chairs and uh (sighs) it was it was like just long enough to be like a little funny not but not long enough to be like it made me think of in the old there's that scene in the old batman show that people like will make fun of a lot where batman's got this big bomb (laughs) that he's running around trying to like find a place to throw it and there's you know all these reasons why he can't he doesn't want to like destroy whatever the thing is so i just loved (laughs) this guy he, he he found a good spot uh, to throw that laptop. I'll give him that. Oh, totally. Yeah, he did great. <laughs> but I was cracking up. I was <laughs> so funny. He's like, uh, and they and they made him so kind of like, like sort of dopey. And they were like, when he's like, oh, we're looking for like, Ian Cook or whatever. I th- Ian something. And he's like, I'm Ian Cook. And he just, <laughs> he, he just is like, so like, what? And yeah. Like dumb. So she goes the um, whole movie. I was like, what, you know, what is his, um, purpose and it's like oh he's just like a fucking guy you know what i mean yeah and i also liked and i think that it was also funny because it was like a little bit of a release of of the tension of you're like oh my god this laptop is gonna like explode and kill like hundreds of people at heathrow airport or whatever and then um but then when he takes off his headphones and he's like huh i'm that guy and then you realize like okay they're gonna take care of this that it was like then i was like okay i'm not as scared yeah, I was like, when they were running, I know it was like, oh, he's tripping and all this stuff. But when he tripped, I was like, you fucking dumbass. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> no. Which I think, you know, I don't know if I would have done better in that situation, but it was funny. I know. I was chuckling. Well, I also, I kept being like, dude, you like, you, you've got, you've got like an active explosive, like be fucking careful. He's like kind of whipping out all over the place. They had limited time, uh, limited time. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He was, he was doing the best he could. He did, he did good. So... The movie, um, it grossed $34 million in the United States and $111 million worldwide. And I think it's it, it hit its, like, project, projections or whatever. Um, so it seems like it did well. And it got, like, mixed to positive reviews. It looks like, you know, there. it looks like it reviewed well enough looking at it. So it's... It, we're not that far out from the movie. I guess we are at this point, but it, you know, it, it wasn't a sensation or anything, but it, I think it, yeah. it's a respectful movie, respectable, uh, you know, in the eyes of the public, it seems. And I, I even read that they, like, Jackie Chan teased, like, a sequel <laughs> to it, but I don't know. I okay. don't, it doesn't, I don't know. Do you think that'll happen? They easily could have a sequel. Like, it, it's, it's fine if they you could do it again he, um, <laughs> but i don't think they need to they suggested um where is it a female character in the foreigner who had been killed off in the script script but kept alive in the movie to save her for number two now the ira goes after her um but uh, i don't i don't know is that they talking about his uh his uh lady there <laughs> uh, no i think they were talking about the um the British parliamentarian. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe they got to call up Jackie Chan and be like, it could be like Rambo, where they're like, 
we need your we help. Need you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That would. That's. That's what it needs to be. It's that. Then. Then he's like kind of work working for them or something. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I also think that the. Um, to me, one of the weaker aspects of the movie was the title, um, and I understand that they definitely should have changed it from the Chinaman. But if they're going to change the title, they could have just changed it totally um, because I felt like The Foreigner is a really generic, like, whatever title. Um, Like, I kept forgetting. I was like, what movie are we watching this month? Like, I'm like, I know what it is, but I don't Uh, remember what it's called. You know, like, there's a ton. there's, There's millions of movies that are just called the, like. Descriptive noun, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, the foreigner, the departed, the the whatever. Like I, I felt like they could have. Come on, you could do better. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of bearing the lead here. This is I'm about to re- reveal the most important information of the whole podcast. But there is a movie from 2003 called The Foreigner, uh, which is uh, a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> um, oh, there we go. There it is. Jonathan John Cold is a former foreigner or deep cover operative who now works as a freelance agent who is frequently commissioned to deliver high risk packages. Mm. And uh sounds a lot like Johnny Mnemonic. Uh yeah. <laughs> it's not science fiction. Um <laughs> but yeah, you know. I I okay. actually don't even really remember what happens. Other than he plays a guy named John Cold. Huh. Okay. Oh, there's a sequel. Black Dawn. See, that's a better that's a better title. <laughs> yeah. That I would remember. I wouldn't remember the the foreigner. Not come on, we could do better. Probably the worst named film that we've uh He's a freaking he's a we've... UK citizen. They should have called it the UK citizen. Uh, Jackie Chan's <laughs> character in the movie. He points that out, you know. He does point that out. He does. They're like, oh, you're from Vietnam or whatever. And he's like, uh, no, I'm a UK citizen. They could have called it like Spite and Malice or something. I don't know. Some other. Spite and Malice? Yeah, that sounds like yeah. that sounds like a Liam Neeson movie. A spite and Malice is a card game. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> is. Why, okay, okay. <laughs> I think that's why I pulled those words out. <laughs> Um, but that would, that would go pretty well in this, in this movie. So what'd you, what'd you think? I mean, did, did it whip? I thought it, I thought it kind of whipped. Yeah, I thought it whipped. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it. It was, I, I was happy to, I was happy to watch it. I thought it was great. Um, I, um, you know, I learned, I learned a lot in this discussion, especially about, uh, Pierce Brosnan's nationality and accent. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I, I feel like um, as I was watching it, I was like, man, this this reminds me of, like, a movie that I would have watched, like, with my grandpa. Like, like okay. he, like, would have loved. <clears throat> Did you know? You know, it's just like. Oh, it. Like. It had that sort of. It's not crazy, but it's, it's serious. And um, it's, like, no nonsense. It takes itself very seriously. Has good action. The plot makes sense. Like, a pretty good movie. I'm uh I'm into it. And speaking of you mentioned Liam Neeson and I think I believe we mentioned this movie uh uh the last time we talked about Martin Campbell in No Escape, but maybe we can commit to someday 
covering a movie he did last year starring Liam Neeson and uh, Guy Pearce and Monica Bellucci, actually. But it's uh, it's called Memory, and it's uh, an assassin for hire finds that he's become a target after he refuses to complete a job for a dangerous criminal organization. And I believe his character has Alzheimer's. I think it's based on a book again, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's based on a book... Uh, the trans it's a f- it's in some foreign language, but I think it's translates to the Alzheimer's patient. There might even be another movie called that, but sounds kind of cool. Alzheimer case, the Alzheimer oh. case. I just looked it up. Okay, so maybe we do this someday because this kind of looks cool. <laughs> yeah, this does look cool. I like that. It, that that's a cool. Um, that's a, a a twist. That's a nice premise. I'll watch the 2003 Belgian film. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the um, the uh, poster for Memory looks a lot like of uh, like a James Bond kind of like a James Bond picture. Yeah. To me. I think we've proven that Mar- Martin Campbell he whips. He I don't yeah. you know I have no comments on the Green Lantern movie, but I think he whips. Uh, both <laughs> the movies we've covered of him have a. They they themselves have a scrappy vibe, you know, of a movie you'd watch yeah. with your grandpa, and which made totally. him the perfect choice to direct uh, two Bond films that are probably in the top. They're probably the best two Bond films. So, I think. Uh, and yeah, come on the uh, the Mask of Zorro, which that oh fuck that yeah. I think could we got to do those be... oh man. <laughs> That could be on the docket because I haven't seen them in forever. I remember like feeling a little creeped out by them because um, I think my mom had like a she she joked about having a crush on um, Antonio Banderas. And I was like, ew, mom, like what the hell? (laughs) And so I think it kind of uh, I never really let myself watch them and enjoy them. Okay, but uh, I bet if you watch it now, it's like he's really sexy. Yeah, now I probably have a crush on him. Oh jeez! Oh, what goes around comes around. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, wow. Wow. hell yeah! I think it whipped. Yeah. Go ahead and watch it if if you want like a like a, a, a just a like a good like thriller action movie. Go for it's it. It's got a bow. The bad title. It's got the thrills. It's got the action. You know. Mm-hmm. And it doles them yeah. out in appropriate amounts. Maybe might be a little confusing, but uh, <laughs> you know, turn on turn on the subtitles and you'll be good. Turn on the subtitles and uh, just <laughs> try not to think too much about his accent. I think if you listen to us, I mean, we kind of bumbled around the plot a little bit, but I think if you have listened to this, you're now like, you know, you've gotten, you've heard all the information somehow in a broken form that when you're watching it, the pieces might come back together a little bit better, you know? Yeah, honestly, it didn't feel like there are like real spoilers in this. Like it, the no, not it's not, not about really. the destination; it's the it's the journey. So for sure, go ahead and watch it. <laughs> okay, well, did we did we decided on what we're doing next? Right? Did we? Yeah, say, I think so. What what was it? I, I we talked about like multiple months ahead. Oh yeah, you're right. Hold on, what it was? Crap. Um, um, it was a uh, Jesus movie. Oh, Passion of the Christ. No, no, no. no. We're not doing Passion, right? Were we going to do Last Temptation? What's the other one? 
Last temptation. Yes. <laughs> I, I okay. Well, clearly, I need to. I need an education on a couple of things. Well, it's today. okay. They're very similar but, um, titles. Uh, yeah, something about the Christ, the last temptation of Christ. Yes, this might be the first. Have we done? Okay, we've done a lot of action, and we've done some like comedy, right? Like or whatever, mm-hmm. like Tu Wong Fu or whatever. And then yeah. we've, we've done like we did like, well, the Romeo and Juliet's more of a a romance, drama. a drama. So this is okay. This fits because I was like, this is going to be probably one of the most like, like longer and like not goofy this is not gonna be that goofy you know this is like a very serious movie we're talking about but i think the uh you know the the umbrella of what whips can be widened to too many things so yeah and you know i would say that um no escape i would say it's pretty equally action and drama yeah that's true i mean i would say that it's more of a drama than action to be honest um but Yeah, I'm interested in I'm interested in seeing this because I I am I will take no convincing that um, a high drama film whips ass. Yeah, like I I love high drama. The the <laughs> the way I think about it in my head is there's sort of a Venn diagram of what would like there's a, what's a virtual theater movie, um, mm. which doesn't just include like video game adaptations, and then a movie right. that whips ass, and it's like they're like. 75% crossover. But I feel like mm-hmm. this movie it'll whip, but it's not, you know, it's not really a virtual theater movie, you know. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah, this will be mean, our th- wheelhouse. Totally. We we kind of started this with movies that whipped that were like VT movies kind of wild and and wacky. <laughs> yeah, crazy that just but they weren't video game movies. Yeah. So then we were you know, we wanted to talk about those, but but now I think that um yeah, I mean Whip Ass. I mean Romeo and Juliet's not a not a virtual theater type movie, although it is like crazy and insane, but it's yeah. it's it it's too it like takes itself too seriously or, or something. <laughs> There's something about it that isn't quite it's not in the virtual theater canon, I don't think. The so. John Leguizamo performance is yeah (laughs) i think that's that's like the connective tissue i think is not just him being in it but the performance he gives is so totally intense yeah you're right you're right you're right um uh and last thing i'll say is i still need to finish but i started when i was on vacation we we came back from a night out and started watching double dragon and oh yeah um i i was really enjoying it although i did think that What's his name? What's his name? Sean something. Oh, he was in um Party of Party of Five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Billy Lee. Anyway, or whatever I, his name. Jimmy. I or was Billy, watching I it, know. and I was like, he is gonna be evil. Like this motherfucker is about to like, you know, turn. And everyone's like, no, he's not. Like he's in a, <laughs> he's like America's sweetheart. He's like <laughs> the little Debbie of actors in like the eighties and nineties. Like he's not. He's not evil. And I was like, you watch. But he, yeah. You already have the fucking Terminator guy in there. He's a villainous enough, you know. I didn't. I don't trust him. I was like, I do not trust this guy. What the hell is his name? Party wow. Five. Um, Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. I feel bad for not Scott Wolf. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty- I uh, <laughs> well, sorry, Scott. I 
you you gave me some pretty sketch your <laughs> vibes are off dude your vibes were not good in double dragon <laughs> he's like well that's true of um i i feel bad because i can't remember his name and he was in uh, anyway the guy who plays uh ken in the street fighter mm. movie i don't uh, know also his vibes, his vibes are, are off too and i feel uh, like they're a sim- yeah yeah, yeah. Well, he's supposed to be like a you know a Han Solo. It's like it's a different gotcha. kind of vibe where it's just like I don't know. He, I feel like they're they just feel like similar characters, mm. but uh, it's not sinister with him. It's just more like ugh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> off a little bit. Yeah, I was like Scott Wolf. I would not trust with my wallet at like a party. You know what I mean? I would never be like, hey, can you hold my purse? I'd, I'd be like, absolutely not. He's gonna drop it off the balcony. I just don't. I just don't trust. Him. <laughs> Is this like a? Did this happen to you or no, something? No, but I'm trying to think of. Okay. Some- <laughs> it sounds like a specific thing. Like my purse was dropped off a balcony <laughs> by some dude who, oh, okay. who I specifically trusted to watch it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It hasn't happened. Although I think I might be willing it into existence, but. <laughs> I'm gonna do it to you now. Oh God! Don't don't give Gooey my purse. I'm gonna throw it in the pool. Oh my God! No, don't do that. All right. Well, uh, I think we've settled it all. We've yeah. covered all that could be covered about the foreigner. It whipped. Yeah. And that uh, great. yeah, we'll see everybody next month uh, for another another holiday themed episode. <laughs> Um, this is the holiday movies that whip 2023. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's nice to get into the spirit it. of things. The spirit for... of the last temptation of Christ. <laughs> Ooh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Well, okay. we'll see everybody later. Yeah. Um, stay cool. Stay cool. <laughs>